Standing at seven foot two, weighing five hundred pounds, you're listening to the Big Show Show Show, the world's largest athlete sitcom podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is David James Young. I'm one of your hosts. Thanks very much for giving this a listen. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Now, you're probably looking at the title of this podcast and thinking to yourself, "Wow, they probably came up with that title and worked their way backwards from there." To that, I say. You're absolutely correct, and I cannot take all the credit for that. I would like to introduce you to the man who will be joining me through most of this epic eight-episode journey, and the man who came up with this idea as a joke, not realizing he has an older brother who takes things very, very literally. Chris Young. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So, bit of backstory, uh... We've done a podcast once before, many, many moons ago. It was it was both of our respective first podcasts, and it was also uh, in one way, shape, or form about professional wrestling. Uh, I've since gone on to uh, make two podcasts, one called All My Friends Are in Bar Bands, and one called Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands. But Chris, this is your this is your comeback story. This is the first time you've done a podcast uh, outside of. I, I know you did Beer Shark. And uh, I know you did uh, my podcast, uh, All My Friends Are In Bar Bands, uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, this is this is your return to the format. Yes, the return of the Mac, if you will. Um, yes, I'm, I'm back. I'm back, baby. How does it feel, it How does it feel the, to be back? Uh, it's good, you know. I'm here to be a voice while someone's doing the laundry. And yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, you know, we've all got to fill our time somehow. And uh, we found a nice little escape in the form of the Big Show Show. Now, we were first alerted to this about a month or so ago that uh, professional wrestler, the Big Show, who has been doing this for over 25 years at this stage, the former world heavyweight champion, would be getting his own family sitcom. This is his first ever lead role. It is his first ever comedy. It's his first ever TV show. And uh, it's his debut on Netflix as well. A lot of debutant moments happening here. So uh, it's it's pretty exciting stuff. Oh man, fucking riveting stuff, man. Riveting shit. <laughs> I mean, this man is no stranger to the silver screen. Of course, he's been in movies such as Jingle All the Way and The Waterboy and Star Trek Enterprise. Wait, he was in Star Trek Enterprise? He was in Star Trek Enterprise. What? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? No, I thought, I, like, I knew Rocky was. Well, he was in one of them. It might have been Enterprise, but. Was it the same episode? No, it wasn't. So Rocky oh was in God. Rocky was in Star Trek Enterprise. I think it was about two thousand, and the Big Show was, and his credit was Orion Slaver Number One, uh, in the year two thousand four. Hell yeah, brother! Yeah, which is pretty cool. 
pretty cool stuff. Uh, we will be going through Big Show's filmography a little bit later on, but uh, as kind of a table setting for this podcast, we thought we'd tell you a little bit more about the man himself before you see the character of the Big Show taking to the screen as part of the Big Show show. And indeed, by extension, the Big Show show show. So, what we're going to be doing is going through the Big Show's Wikipedia page in the sections that aren't involved in wrestling. Because that is a whole other kettle of fish, and that is going to take its sweet, sweet time. So, we thought we'd tell you everything about the Big Show outside of his wrestling career. Yeah, this is going to be pretty riveting. I know a little bit about the Big Show's life, like... Just, I haven't researched it per se, but I have read a little bit about it. It seems pretty interesting. Like, he seems like a kid yeah. growing up that had a lot of options of, like, in terms of, like, athletic fields he could have yeah. pursued. And uh, somehow ended up in wrestling. So, let's get into it right now. This is the story of The Big Show. Well... Paul Donald White II was born on February the 8th, 1972 in Aiken, South Carolina. I've never heard of Aiken, South Carolina. I'm going to need you to look up where that is. Little sidebar here. Aiken is the largest city in the county seat of Aiken country in the western portion of the state of South Carolina. With Augusta, Georgia, it is one of the two largest cities of the central Savannah River area. So there you go. It's out in the west, in the Midwest of South Carolina. It has a population of... One big boy. One. <laughs> it has a population of one, and it's the big show. <laughs> Actually, let's have a look. Let's see who else is in the notable people section. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any anyone that we would know. Um, do you know who Michael Dean Perry is? No. He is a former NFL defensive lineman. Uh, also, I believe his brother is Refrigerator Perry. William Refrigerator oh, Perry. The fridge! The fridge! Yes! So the Perrys, the Perrys are uh, the defensive linemen. Um, and oh, uh, they are both cool. also from Aiken, South Carolina. So we have that. Hmm. So this is a town of big boys. Seems to be. Uh, Jimmy Carter, the boxer, not the president. It's a good distinction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd really want to have that on your Wikipedia page, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, guys, not me. Not this time. Not this time. Um, a actress named Anna Camp, who played Sarah in True Blood and Aubrey in Pitch Perfect. Oh, I know her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So vaguely, a lot of vaguely familiar people here. So the but uh, obviously, apart from the fridge, our uh, our most popular export from Aiken, South Carolina, is none other than our boy, the Big Show. We're gonna have to have a side podcast called Fridge Talk. <laughs> That's gonna be a thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know next to nothing about Refrigerator Perry. So, uh, <laughs> I know one thing. Uh, he is big boy. Yeah. So, well, speaking of big boy, White used to have acromegaly. Acromegaly? It's A-C-R-O-M-E-G-A-L-Y. 
acromegaly, which is a disease of the endocrine system. By the age of 12, White was 6 foot 2 and weighed 220 pounds and had chest hair. Poof. Yikes. I remember I, I had underarm hair in year 6, but uh, no chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think even the two of us combined uh, at the age of 12 would match up to uh, Mr. Mr. Paul Donald White. No, that's... That- He's bigger than me now. That is that is insane. At age 12, he's <laughs> bigger is, than me now. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's wild. So what what is that? So let's have a look. Acro acromegaly. 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 Boom shakalaka. <laughs> ah, acromegaly. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> they're like two they're two hired goons. <laughs> And one of them's terrified of crows, and the other one's name is Magali. <laughs> ah, a crow! Magali! Magali! A crow Magali is a disorder that results from excess growth ho- hormone after the growth, growth. plates have... <laughs> <laughs> Excess growth? Growth. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. White. Your son has too much growth. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, man. It's my first time. <laughs> Speak English, duck. What is that? We hate scientists. <laughs> he is a a big boy. Oh, wow. Okay, acrocomily. A, a, a chromagali. Let's let's just go. <laughs> Akuna matata. <laughs> matata is a disorder that results from excess growth hormone after the growth plates have closed. The initial symptom is typically enlargement of the hands and feet. There may also be enlargement of the forehead, jaw, and nose. Other symptoms may include joint pain, thicker skin. Deepening of the voice, headaches, and problems with vision. Complications of the disease may include type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, and high blood pressure. Hell yeah, brother. That's all the good stuff. So there you go. Uh, Notable people uh, with acromegaly include Richard Keel. Now, do you know who Richard Keel is? No. You may know him from one of two of his most famous movie roles, uh, one of them being Jaws from the James Bond movies. Oh, I believe Mr. Gilmore. Yes, indeed. Mr. Larson from Happy Gilmore. Yes, that rocks. Okay. So Sandler's worked with two people with that disease then? It's true. Yeah, he has. Wow. Actually, yeah, because the other one, of course, actually, technically three, because I believe he was in uh, The Longest Yard as well. The Great Carly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. There you go. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, oh, you'll be you'll appreciate this one. Mm-hmm. Motivational speaker Tony Robbins. Yo, that explains the chin. Yeah. Okay. Checks yeah, out. Yeah, checks out. Wait, why would I like that one? Uh, you... We... Because I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've, yeah, I've, we've clowned, I've, we've, I've watched a few. Yeah, we've clowned on Tony Robbins before. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what's really going to make you happy is uh, 
me leaving this in my chopper and you giving me eight thousand dollars to tell you to to comb your hair <laughs> i can't i still remember i got a targeted ad on facebook once and it was for a tony robbins seminar at the entertainment center yeah and no it was the arena out at olympic park and the silver tickets, so like the middle middle of the road tickets, were fifteen hundred dollars. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, "Huh." So this is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh, dude, without without question. Imagine he must not roll out of bed for less than like two hundred dollars. I mean, <laughs> no, he must like less than like two hundred grand is what I tried to say. <laughs> Could you imagine? If it, if it was just like, he's this multi-fucking billionaire, and it's just like, nope, I need $200 cash. Crumpled he's up. He's very specific about the cash for yeah. some reason. It needs to be crumpled. You need to get it from a 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's like that classic, like, um, brown M&Ms in the rider, you know, like the classic yes. rock star thing. He's just like, no. Nope. Yeah. My entire performance fee has to be cash from the 7-Eleven. I need to know your attention to detail. I need this money crumpled from a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I will accept... He's just slamming his fist on the table. I will accept a white paper bag, but I would prefer a brown one. Uh, mostly it's other actors. Uh, so... Uh, both the people that have played Lurch in the Adams Family, uh, so Ted Cassidy in the TV version of the Adams Family, and uh, Carol Strukian, uh, who's a Dutch actor, played Lurch in the film trilogy of the Adams Family. He was also in Twin Peaks and also in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm. These people are very, very typecast. It's like they're either like freak villains in movies or they're pro wrestlers I'm trying to think did fucking kurgan have it oh kurgan i think kurgan was just super tall or was he just a yeah, big boy yeah he was just a really big boy hmm good on him <laughs> cuz um he yeah remember he turned up in um sherlock holmes he turned up in sherlock holmes and we were just like bro <laughs> yeah it's like kurgan yes his real name is robert mylay He's a Canadian actor now. He's an actor. Uh, he is seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. You could try, but it would not. It would not be good. No, he is. He is not someone with the disease of the endocrine system that I am not going to attempt to pronounce again. The Hakuna Matatas. <laughs> the hurdy gurdy. But uh, no, uh, it doesn't appear that he has the same thing. He just happens to be a, a big boy. Well, you know what, Kurgan, if you're listening, and I know you are, good, good work, man. Good work, man. Yeah. Good work on being that big boy. Well, they would have been they would have been ships in the night in in the WWE because, like, I think he joined the WWE in 1997, and then he left probably like around 1998 1999 and big show debuted in the wwe in february of 1999 yeah they might have had like a wee bit of crossover kurgan was there for like a cup of coffee and then they just didn't know what to do with him because he was really big and couldn't work yeah (laughs) so he could dance though 
Yeah. He didn't, like, officially retire from wrestling until, like, the 2010s or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like, kept turning it, up in random shit. He'd just be like, yeah, I am big boy, I stay at home. <laughs> it's one of those classic, like, indie promotions where it's just, like, he's the top build guy. It's just, like, anyone who's, like, even stepped foot in a WWE ring and, like, you've seen him on, like, one pay-per-view. Like, they always get, like, the top billing at those indie promotions. Mm. Yeah, just, like, some random dude who was just, like, half a jobber in the in the 90s. And, like, if that show was in Australia, it would cost $70. Yeah. And no one would go. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy to think about. All right. Now, let's get back to our young growing boy. Let's refocus on the other big boy. <laughs> in 1991... As a member of the Wichita State University basketball team, at the age of 19 years old, White was listed as 7 foot 1. It's impressive. Oof. That is that Oof. is ideal for basketball. Yeah. So, this disease, is this is this a for life thing or does it just stop with well, puberty? Well, you have you have to you have to go through a, a particular surgery. So oh. the great Carly went through this surgery in 2012. He was 39 when he went through this surgery. Uh, but um, the big show appears to have been about 17 or 18 years old when he had a successful surgery on his pituitary gland, which halted the process of this condition. Oh, so that's in the brain. Yeah. So they've got a, so it's like, it's something like putting pressure on, on the, the hormone gland. It appears to be. Yeah. So it's like, you know, those like water coolers. Yeah. Where if you just like flick it up, it just runs. Someone's just flicked up his big boy juice. <laughs> and then it's just, the, the, the surgeon's got to go in there and unflick the big boy juice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I've got it. I think we've got it. Thanks, science. <laughs> crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Now, the next bit of the Wikipedia page uh, is mostly to do, again, it's the big show. So we're talking a lot about size here. We already know he was seven foot one when he was 19. We already know he was six foot when he was 12. But yeah, ended up tipping up at about seven foot two uh, at his peak. I believe he's currently seven foot tall, a mere seven feet tall. Is he eight foot tall by 30? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Let's find out. Uh, his shoe size is 22.5E. That's not real. <laughs> which is... No, they only make <laughs> shoes up to 13. Too bad. <laughs> like, I'm a 13, and yeah. like it's almost impossible for me to find shoes. Uh, Ryan Stiles, uh, the uh, famous uh, improviser from Whose Line Is It Anyway, I yeah, believe is about... A, I believe... Yeah, I believe he's about a 15 or a 16. So, like, beyond that, at 22... 22. Which no. also happens to be his ri his ring size. Oh, damn. That's a lot of metal. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, lucky this dude's only gotten married twice. Otherwise, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of gold. We need more ore. <laughs> He's going to pop the question. Joe, do you really want to go through with this again? <laughs> You're going to bankrupt a small African nation. <laughs> but also, like... I knew that him, or. 
Also, getting him down on one knee is like a logistical nightmare in the first place. I just took a sip of drink. <laughs> and then I just started picturing the big show having to be like helped up from one knee by like four people. <laughs> Could you imagine if the big show did the big grand WrestleMania proposal like John Cena did? Oh my god. And then he couldn't get up. <laughs> he couldn't get up. He had to roll out of the ring to land back on his feet. <laughs> and then and then his his fiance's still in the ring. And so he has to like walk back around to the steps to go back into the ring (laughs) and everyone's just watching like oh fuck that's really sweet but oh tiktok it's one of the few times they could justify wrestlemania being seven hours long (laughs) yeah well can i say we had we had show and carly on the card (laughs) we're gonna be here a while someone did a duck around on the great carly (laughs) That took half an hour. <laughs> so, shoe size 22.5e, ring size 22, and his chest is 64 inches in circumference. Oh, only five short. <laughs> Good news, gentlemen. I've grown, the, grown those extra inches you wanted. <laughs> I got them thick pecs now, daddy. My chest size is 69. <laughs> now, here's something I didn't actually know. In 2005... White mm. leased a bus and hired a bus driver because of the practical problems his size presents to air travel and car rental. Ooh. Yeah, that makes sense. A big boy. You, you got to imagine, like, that's 2005. The Big Show had been wrestling for a decade. He'd been, like, a, a multiple-time world heavyweight champion by this point. And for whatever reason, they didn't think to make this a, a priority earlier on. you think Vince would just put him in the jet. <laughs> yeah, literally just give Big Show his own jet. No, like, get, let's just, just, just catch a ride with Vince, man. Like... <laughs> oh, I'll put you up the back. It'll be good shit. You go lie down there, Paul. I'm going to lift weights and spit at someone. <laughs> Probably my wife. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. Brock. And then I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2005. He's like, uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar makes me puke. You whore. <laughs> oh, man. He's just got a photo of Brock and Goldberg, and he's just vomiting profusely. <laughs> On demand, yeah. Cut to 2020. And now we... Yeah. This is like, those are both of his yeah, sons. he's like jacking off to those same photos that he's already thrown up on. <laughs> he's written Shane and Stephanie out of the will and added Brock and Goldberg. If neither of them are around, my entire estate goes to Roman Reigns. My other son. My other son. My black son. My black son. Is, is he black? He's not even black. <laughs> Look, it's the closest thing Vince is going to get. Let's be real. He's, he's frantically Googling, is Samoa in Africa? <laughs> is Roman Reigns black? <laughs> and he's just, sorry, is Roman Reigns black? 
Roman Reigns is not that black. <laughs> also, you asked this same question yesterday and the day before that. <laughs> and you're using an Android phone. <laughs> you're fine. White played basketball and American football in high school at Wyman King Academy in Batesburg, Leesville, South Carolina. He was a standout center for the basketball team and a tight end for the football team. He quit football after his freshman year because of disputes with the coach. (laughs) Punch-ups. Oh man, that's probably where the knockout punch originated from. (laughs) Get into an all-source with coach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just fucking wailing on the dude. Why? I, I'm presuming that this coach wasn't a particularly big guy himself. What would make him want to anger someone like the Big Show in that way? Oh. That's the million dollar question. Yeah, who knows? Man, that would have been nightmarish. I wonder, like, when they say dispute, that's such an open-ended thing. It's just like, what did he want, like, them to throw the ball to him more? Or did they, like... <laughs> did... did they- I mean, he he probably could have gotten the job Did, done. Spoiler alert: he was he was seven yeah, foot he's tall. He's just like dragging the entire team behind him. <laughs> Look, I'm 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 touching the I'm touching the hoop with my hand. I I, I haven't even jumped. Just give me the ball. <laughs> Feed me the rock. Feed me the rock. That's it. This is my favorite part of this early life section of his Wikipedia page. So, as I mentioned, he quit football after his freshman year because of disputes with the coach. He continued to support the team by joining the cheerleading squad as a sophomore, partly from spite. He later called it the greatest experience of my life. Everyone else was riding a bus with sweaty equipment, and I'm in a van with seven cheerleaders who are all learning about life. Oh my god. That? That fucking rocks. (laughs) Dude, Big Show. That's Big Show is a petty bitch, and I'm here for it. Yeah, that shit. Uh, that shit rocks. That shit absolutely rocks. And you can um, you can take that to the bank. Damn right, you can. That is that is remarkable. Like I I love that. (laughs) Uh, Like if you didn't like the Big Show before hearing that, that will absolutely convert you. Honestly, I am here for this. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, I, I forgot to add, he's in the van with seven cheerleaders who are all learning about life. The van, a Ford Econoline, was driven by, quote, a mum who was deaf in her right ear and chain smoked. Hell yeah. <laughs> she sounds badass. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that that also rocks. <laughs> Uh, the the source on that one is uh, the Big Show episode of the Steve Austin show. Uh, yeah, so that's a he, good podcast. Yeah, he probably he probably told that story on there. You know, obviously we've only got eight episodes of the Big Show show to watch. We'll have plenty of other Big Show content, but we should definitely go back and uh, review that episode and, and listen to that episode. Yeah. Well, when we run out of you know the Big Show show to watch then this becomes the the big show show yeah that's right (laughs) we've got all we've got all bases covered yeah we have too many confusing names and it's gonna rock it's gonna be fantastic that's our slogan trust me it's gonna rock. trust me it's gonna rock while at wichita state university white played basketball 
Before attending Wichita State, he attended Northern Oklahoma Junior College in Tonkawa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> that that's tricky to say in all one go. T- Tonkawa, Oklahoma. Tonkawa, Oklahoma. T O N K A yeah. Tonkawa, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. I'll tell you what else comes. <laughs> the big show. Woo! Fat rope. (laughs) Woo! Woo! At Northern Oklahoma, his averages of 14 points and 6.5 rebounds earned him all-conference honors and helped the team win the Western Division of the Oklahoma Bi-State Conference. Hell yeah. I I guess that rocks. Like, it looked like he was... On a technicality. this, This seems to be, like... His equivalent of, like, both The Rock and Goldberg had, like, a, a background in football before they got into wrestling. Mm. And this seems to be legitimately yeah. where Big Show's life was headed. Like, in an alternate universe, he became, like, a pro basketball player. Yeah, of course he did. Like, he's seven foot. Like, there's, like, I think without football, there's three options left for him. And it's, like, basketball, pro wrestling, or stuntman. Yeah, true. Like... <laughs> Like, when you're that size, those are your three options. Pretty much. Pretty much. White also attended Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville from 1992 to 1993. He was a member of the National Collegiate Athletic Association Division II Cougars basketball team and was a member of the Z Beta chapter of Tau Kappa Epsilon Fraternity at Southern Illinois University. During his one year there, White scored a total of 39 points for the Cougars in limited action. Mm. Maybe something's gone wrong. Yeah. Well, maybe. So, this little last bit here, this is his transition period. This is where he, he turns into a wrestler. After school, White worked various jobs, including bouncing, bounty hunting, and answering phone calls. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I like that they Whoa. don't they don't specify a conference center. They would just literally <laughs> they literally just, he like, just he was just hanging out at home. He's just like walking down the road and he like hears someone's phone ringing in their house. He's like fucking kicks their door down. I got this. Okay. Allow me to get that for you. <laughs> Who the hell's Karen? Is there a Karen? Oh, that's you? Oh, okay. Well, it's for you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's just his job, answering calls in the neighborhood. He just, doesn't even get paid for it. He's just like a vigilante, but he answers phones. <laughs> I'm I'm all for that. Like, uh, you know, if he's looking for, for work in, in semi-retirement from wrestling, then, uh, you know, there's there's worse things to do than being uh, the uh, resident phone answerer. Oh, my God. I just imagined, like, the big show in a call center mm-hmm. with like one of those little like half earpiece fucking headsets. And he's just like, Oh, <laughs> oh. holy shit. Yeah, uh, did you, did... I'm sorry, sir. This is customer service. Did you mean to call customer service or were you after <laughs> it? <laughs> no, no, I can't help you with your computer, <laughs> sir. For the last time. And he just, like, stands up and punches his keyboard. <laughs> he just, just breaking shit everywhere he goes. I love oh it. I'm God. so here for that. 
as I mentioned, he was answering phone calls and one of the places he was answering phones for was a karaoke company. Why not? Did you uh, ring ring the sing sing? (laughs) (laughs) What do you reckon Big Show's go-to karaoke song would be? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Obviously, that's a great choice. Turn around. Uh, get out of my dreams and into my car. Oh, that would be good. That would be very, very good. <laughs> 99 Luft balloons. <laughs> oh, oh, in the original but Ger- in German. But in German. Yeah, he- and he can't speak German. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> he's just butchering. He's it. just following along on the screen. Yeah. Luft balloons. God, that would be fucking great. He's just like mumbling because he doesn't know the words. Holy shit. So he was uh, answering the answering the phones at a karaoke company, and through that job, he met a guy named Danny Bonajuice in a live microphone amateur contest on his morning radio show. Now, do you know who Danny Bonajuice is? No. Uh, neither do I. Uh, he is best known for uh, being one of the kids on the Partridge Family. He was Danny Partridge, so he was a child star. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then he got into radio, uh, and then later on got into comedy and TV and and professional wrestling. Uh, he had a had a had some connections there, which leads to this moment. Mm. So Danny Bonajuice, mm. who was on the Partridge Family, introduces Paul White to his friend Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster. The Hulkster, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> I mean, my God, look at those pythons. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining, like, someone speaking to, to Hulk Hogan, and he's, like, listening intently, but still doing all these poses. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. He's listening, but his arms are still doing like the uh, I can't hear you thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I know this is a completely audio format, but I definitely just did all of his poses. Oh yeah, you have to. You absolutely have to. (laughs) I can imagine him just like getting bad news. And then, then, like, he does this thing where he puts his hands in each other, like he's talking to Mean Gene. He's like, well, let me tell you something, brother. That is terrible news. (laughs) I am deeply saddened by the passing of my aunt, brother. (laughs) I'm going to get through this with all the love of the Hulkamaniacs. I'm going to take my vitamins, say my prayers, maybe cry for a minute. Okay, so, Danny Bonajuice introduces Paul White to Hulk Hogan, and they have an informal basketball game, which is a part of a WCW promotion for an upcoming show at the Rosemont Horizon. Hogan liked how White worked the crowd and recommended him to then the vice president of WCW, Eric Bischoff. Ah, little boy. Yeah, so... Hogan's just like, I like the look of this dude. What do you say? Like, no experience in wrestling whatsoever. This guy's a basketball player. Again, basketball gets him a job in pro wrestling, which is nuts to think about. Yeah, 
That's crazy. So White goes to this Horizon, this show with the Rosemont Horizon, and he is invited into the locker room, and there he meets Ric Flair, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and his childhood hero, Arn Anderson. Hell yeah, baby. Double A. Double A. Double A's in the house. The Enforcer. Fuck yeah, bud. Fuck yeah, dude. That shit rocks. That's that's super cool. So obviously he he enjoyed and like had a passion for wrestling before he even got to it, but you can tell like it, it's not even something that he entertained. Yeah. Also, I just love that he's like met Hulk Hogan and then he just met Ric Flair and then he's just like, oh my God, Orrin Anderson? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, priorities. I, 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 look, dude, I appreciate that. Like, as as much as yeah. I'd, like, freak out me- meeting, like, anyone, like, any wrestler, but, like, if, oh, I, yeah. if I met Kane... Like, my childhood hero, like, I would fucking lose my mind, like... Yeah, you gotta love someone who's, like, top guy is just a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that that's the thing, like, you don't always go for your Hogan or your Rock or your John Cena or something like that. You don't always go super obvious immediately. Like, you you kind of work your way down a little bit and you pick someone and that's who you go with. And for me, that was Kane. The second I saw Kane... Like, he was one of the main figures that, like, drew me into wrestling, where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, he was my guy from the get-go. Yeah, my favourite from the get-go was Triple H. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah this absolutely. guy rocks. I don't, I don't even care. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, and but but back then he wasn't he wasn't like the main event dude yet. No, he was he just like quit DX when I started watching. He just like turned on yeah, DX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started like taking steroids again, and like was wearing black trunks and stuff. And this was like just when he started with the like the my time theme and stuff. Yeah, and like, he he used to wear that beret to the oh, ring. Oh fuck, hell. the leather beret. Remember that? <clears throat> yes. Big shit. Oh, man. I was just like, yeah, this dude. That's some. That's some. That's some aesthetic. This dude fucks. Like, oh, what can dude. I say? Yeah, no kidding. And like, yeah. how did I know that I'd picked a winner from the get go? Hey, this was like desert. The yeah, first right? time I'd ever watched wrestling. He's this bloke. He's like, he's a badass. And I was like, yeah, yeah. he's a mad dog. He's my guy. Yeah. And now it's a signifier of greatness when people get the point photo with Triple H. Oh, absolutely. Oh, dude, that's a dream right there. Fucking A. Okay, so let's let's quickly check in back in on this. So this is all still prior to the big show debuting. Uh, so he meets Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Paul Orndorff, and he later met Bischoff uh, later that night, and the two came to a deal. You scratch my back, and I'll have my back scratched. <laughs> Uh, White had previously wrestled one match on December the 3rd, 1994, at a World Wrestling Association show in Clemington, New Jersey. He lost by countout to the then WWA heavyweight champion, Frank Finnegan. Sure. <laughs> Whoever the fuck that is. He doesn't even have a wiki... Like, you know when you're, like, on Wikipedia and, like... Uh, it's got a link through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no link through to... F- Frank Finnegan, so I, ca- I, I literally can't tell you anything more about that guy. Well, um, he did grow whiskers on his chin again. Oh, yes. So I do I do know that yeah, for a fact. I believe that happened to the whole Finnegan family. <laughs> the entire Finnegan clan, if you will. Yeah. And they had to begin again, and again, and again. 
it was just you know it was a really it was a really cyclical thing and yeah uh, they just couldn't get it couldn't get out of this situation yeah. it was really sad no nah, man wasn't like the Von Erichs sad, but it was pretty sad. It was pretty sad. But yeah, like on a scale of one to Von Erich. Yeah, like three of them didn't top themselves Holy or anything. Shit. Like, it's fine. They've just got a hairy chin. It's the normal job and also a hairy chin. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Move on. Hmm. Leave them alone. So on the back of wrestling, one match... Eric Bischoff signs this dude and he makes his debut in the WCW in 1995. So 94 he signed, did you say? 94 he signed. So he obviously went into training. Let me see who trained. He was trained by a guy named Larry Sharp. Yeah, the power plant. I could give you 45,000 guesses and you would not pick who the other guy who trained him was. Dusty. <gasps> nope. Oh, this is going to be a weird one, isn't it? Yes. I'm trying to think who was signed to WCW in 1993, 1994. It wouldn't have been Vader, would it? It wasn't Vader. Uh, was it a big boy or a little boy? Uh, a relatively small boy. He was only, he was a mere six foot four. Ah, oh. so he's an okay boy. Mm, yeah. He's a real run of the mill sort of boy. Um, Fuck, I don't know. Who you got? Glenn Ruth. A.K.A. Headbanger Thrasher. Dude, that's so funny. Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. That's <laughs> remarkable. He was one of the people that trained Big Show. That's heaps funny. So he, he yeah, he was the assistant to, to Larry Sharp. So Larry mm. Sharp trained him. Yeah, after he trained under Larry Sharp, he became Larry Sharp's assistant. Helped to train the same people that Larry Sharp was training. Wow. So, yeah, after four... four Four wow. odd years in the business, uh, he uh, helped to train Big Show. It's fucking wow. crazy. That's pretty funny. And then he went on to be okay. <laughs> he went on to be okay. So this was at a wrestling school called the Monster Factory that Larry Sharp ran. Oh, so they didn't have the power plant yet. No, I don't believe that they did. That might have come a little mm-hmm. bit later on in the 90s. Yeah. I'd say so. But uh, yeah, that is the Big Show's life up to 1995 when he debuts in the WCW as the Giant. Oh, big boy. (laughs) A big boy, if there ever was one. They really know how to fucking name a wrestler, don't they? (laughs) God damn. Yeah, right? Well, it's just like, yeah. Well, he's the son of Andre the Giant, so let's call him the Giant. At least they didn't try to give him like, like a first name. Would have been like Steve the Giant. <laughs> Steve the Giant. <laughs> Doesn't have the exact same uh, uh, ring to it, does it? No, not really. It's it's not really that menacing. Like even like Andre wasn't that menacing, but just like he was a very large man. So like it made sense. It's like you, you can be called whatever you want, man. But then it's just like now we've used that up. Like, we used all that goodwill up with Andre. Yeah. So it's like, if you've got a dumb first name, it's n- you're done, yeah. son. <laughs> we, are cutting, like, we are cutting that in a, in a heartbeat. I suppose we'll just call you Big. Yeah. Like, uh, and then they kind of, you know, took that same line of approach with the Big Show. Like, that's not exactly a fucking 
groundbreaking name, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, man. So, we hope that this gives you a a little bit of an indication of the, uh, the kind of guy that the Big Show is, the kind of uh, person that he started out as, a uh, young aspiring basketball player with uh, a debilitating Hakuna Matata. No worries. <laughs> a man with no worries. None whatsoever. Not for the rest of his days, at least. Not... <laughs> And would go on to spend 25 years in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, But that brings us up to the Big Show Show. This is, as I mentioned, his first main role. He's had little bit parts over the years on a a couple of shows. And he's been in a, a couple of movies. Never anything of this scale. Uh, the next time you hear from us, we are going to be reviewing the first episode of The Big Show Show. Hell yeah, baby. I am very, very excited. Episode 1, Prototype, it's coming up very, very soon. But in the meantime, Chris, thank you very, very much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. We will see you next time on The World's Largest Athlete Show podcast the big show 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 well, well.